Hey. Hey, Sean. Yes. Can you, can you pass me a brewski? Can go get a couple of brewski? No. Come on. We can just go back to the house and chill and have a couple of brewskis. Just kick back. I'm not interested. Come on. No, what are we doing? <laughs> I'm trying to be Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh my God. <laughs> That's kind of insensitive. I apologize. <laughs> I don't know. The whole line of go get some brewskis has been in my head since we finished watching the show. <laughs> Anyways, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's the show Dahmer on Netflix. We're not sponsored. This is Manny. <laughs> And this is Sean. And welcome back to another episode of the Miles Podcast. Podcast. And today is a milestone. <laughs> okay. Is it baby noises because it's a small milestone? Or? No, I just figured I put the real one in. Oh, okay. In mm. editing, but whatever. Well, happy episode <laughs> number 10. 10. Yes, we have made it to 10. Wow. Yeah, like we weren't sure how this was going to do, um, but we were determined to do it either way. Um, The reception so far has been really good. The feedback has been good. The numbers have been good. So I'm happy with where we're at, especially seeing other podcasts on social media that are kind of new and, and are starting out and seeing that some of them just got on like Apple podcasts. Yeah. And we've been on Apple. Day three. <laughs> but anyways, we owe a great deal of gratitude to everybody who's listening, sharing, following our socials, engaging. Yeah. Thank so you episode, all so much for the support. Episode 10. Da, 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 da. Episode 10. Ciao. All right. <laughs> so how are, you, how are you doing this week? Oh, by the way, today is Friday, October 21. 21st. 21st. <laughs> and did you know that in 1964, the film version of My Fair Lady premiered in New York? I did not know that. Well, you're welcome for that great piece of knowledge. Thank you. <laughs> Have you watched My Fair Lady? Probably not. I, I, I can't recall yeah, if I, I have either. or not. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, back to my original question. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Um, this week has been good. Got some new projects at work. Um, had a therapy session. Mm-hmm. Um, so lots of, lots of good things. I'm excited for the weekend, though. How are you doing? I've been okay. You know, mm. I will have therapy tomorrow. And I'm Yay. excited. So I'll be much, well, I won't be healed after tomorrow. <laughs> I may have some new perspective on things. New perspective. Did you just hit the microphone? No. The whole thing is shaking. 
All right, you didn't need to call attention to that. You can just continue. <laughs> well, people on. can't see it, so I want to. They call can't you see out. it, and they can't I hear it. Uh, you don't know that we until we hear it back. It might wait. Anyway, continue <laughs> on with how you're doing. Uh, yeah, I'm doing all right. You know, work is work. Uh, enjoying these Florida weather temperatures. I'm sorry. Can you say that one more time? Florida again? weather temperature. Weather. Florida weather. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Oh, boy. I may have hit the vape a little too hard earlier today. (laughs) I'm enjoying the beautiful weather we're having in Florida. Okay. It feels like fall. um, Yeah, it does. Yes. For those of you that listen to us in colder climates, you're probably like, man, it's cold here. But, you know, when it's hot 10 months out of the year. We, we enjoy that slice of change. Yes. And, you know, when you get acclimated to a certain temperature, your body is, it gets used to that. And so when it gets cold here, a lot of the times what seems cold to us, to people up north, is like, oh, this is like beautiful. Like this is summertime weather. And you'll see people here whip out their Uggs and well, it's like jackets. we were in Chicago in April. Yeah, it was freezing. I mean, the, the high one day was like 34 and people were walking around in shorts. And yeah. I thought that was a bit crazy. But <laughs> for them, 34 is probably good considering 10 teens and whatever. Right. Most of the year. <laughs> Anyways, um, I have been a bad member of the LGBTQ plus community. Why? Because the entire month of October is LGBTQ plus history month. Oh. Yeah. Did so you know that? We're a little behind. Did you know it was? I didn't. I, I can't. I just came across it and I was like, oh, man, we haven't done anything for LGBTQ plus history. Mm. Well. So how are we going to make up for it? <laughs> well, I have some trivia. Okay. That sounds like fun. Also, uh, tell you a little bit about it. So LGBT, LGBTQ plus history month, uh, chooses 31 icons for 31 days in the month of October to discuss their role in the LGBTQ plus history and share their stories. So each day there is one person that's been selected, uh, to, uh, be, Acknowledged as a role model or somebody who's had a positive influence okay. uh, in the LGBTQ plus community. Um, I do not have today's person, so I cannot tell you about the <laughs> All righty. But I encourage everyone to go to LGBTThisHistoryMonth.com. Okay. Um, and there you can get uh, your information on this particular month and all the people that have been talked about throughout the years. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I just didn't, didn't know about it. It was apparently established in 1994. Oh, well, I guess we're bad gays. Don't know. Bad gays or the, or, or, or the world trying to not inform us. Mm. Yeah. Who knows? So what's the trivia? All right. <clears throat> Should I give you, like, my rank secret voice? Uh, sure. <laughs> Welcome to LGBTQ Plus History Month. 
That was a very Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, thing. that's because I'm better than him. Oh. And I, you know, I didn't get to audition for American Idol back then. If not, I would totally have his job and I would be in a different place in my life right now. Got it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. Cue the music. Cue the lights. Here's our first question. What month does Germany celebrate LGBTQ plus history month? Germany? Yes, Germany. Um, October? <clears throat> okay. I know, it's kind of crazy. So, in Germany, and specifically in Berlin, Queer History Month is observed to raise awareness about sexual diversity, anti-discrimination, in the month of June. Oh, okay. That's I didn't know that. Kind of odd, right? I'm probably not going to know a lot of these, to be honest yeah, with you. I mean, I didn't know any of them. Okay, so... Well, the, the premise on the History Month is it's not the same in every geographical location in the country. Yes. So everywhere's a little different. Got it. It's kind of like how Pride is at different times here in the States. Like, different states have Pride at different times of the year. Correct. All right. Next question. What is the purpose of the LGBTQ plus History Month? Um, I think the purpose would be to highlight those in the community and what they have done for the community. Correct. Yay. I'm going to give you credit for that one. Right. LGBTQ plus History Month highlights the history and achievements of lesbians, gays, bisexual, transgenders, and queer members of the community. Got it. You're welcome on that. Question number three. You ready? How many questions are there? Don't worry about it. <laughs> you always ask that question. You don't want to know. What was the first European country to legalize same-sex marriage? European country. That's what I said. <laughs> um, there's so many countries in Europe, though. Um, I'm going to say uh, Italy. <laughs> Um, and I'm going to have to say no. Okay. It is the Netherlands. Wouldn't have gotten that. Well, did you try hard enough? Do you know how many countries are in Europe? <laughs> you want me to pick one? Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, who was the first black openly gay actor to win an Emmy? I feel like... It was um, Billy Porter for some reason because history just just the way history's been going lately. There's been a lot of firsts for black actors, so I'm gonna say Billy Porter. Ding 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 ding! Billy Porter, it is. Yay! How many have you gotten right? Right. Two. All right. How many questions are there? This is the last question. <laughs> are you ready? Yeah. Really ready. Yes. We're ready to go. Anyways. Um, from Nemo. Anyways. I know where it's from. <laughs> uh, Philly De- Philadelphia. Philadelphia <laughs> added which two colors to the pride flag in 2017? Is it black and brown? You are correct. Ding, 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 
topic of the day. Okay. Anyways, wait, one quick one. I, I got to, I got ahead of myself. <laughs> um, don't forget, y'all celebrate LGBTQ plus History Month in the month of October. We're gonna remember next year. Yes, we will definitely and we remember. Will, we will have to mix Hispanic Heritage Month and LGBTQ plus History Month. You can talk about some gay Hispanics. You know what? You can talk about some gay Hispanics. Ooh, leaders in the gay Hispanic community. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. Stories for 2023 already written. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I already gave you my intro into the next topic. Did you? I did the music. What was the what was that music? <laughs> yeah, but what is that topic? <laughs> the debate season. I am lost because I uh, thought you were doing like an Indian chant or something. Like, okay, that is one disrespectful. I don't. But and two, it was just a change from one topic to the next. You weren't clear in that <laughs> because I came up with it just right now. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Because <laughs> I was so lost. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's okay. We're yeah, it is um, October, and we are getting ready to vote in November. So with that comes um, debate season. Uh, we already got our mail-in ballots. Sure did. So I'm going to be filling those blue, out blue, 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 and blue. make sure that we get those in so that they are counted. Give me a B. B? Give me an L. L. Give me a U. U. Give me an E. E. What does that spell? Blue. Vote blue. Mm-hmm. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't talked about MTG in a while. So I thought it would be time for me to bring her back up and inform y'all of how her debate went. Dumb. I mean, I said Marjorie Taylor Greene, and that goes without saying. Um, so she is running for re-election against Democrat Marcus Flowers. Uh, Marcus Flowers is a military veteran. Um, they're running in Georgia. That is where they're both from. I just, there's been a lot of MTG news over the past couple of weeks. I just haven't talked about it. She's in the news every week. Is she? I don't really be paying attention <laughs> that much um, to her anyway. So there were comments that she made about Pete Buttigieg and um, well, about EV that. electric vehicles um, saying that they emasculate or wait, wait what did you say? To, she, I guess she worded it to Pete like he's pretty much gagging the car. But let's call it the way she wanted to say it. I know what she was trying to say, but like saying that driving an electric vehicle um I, I Makes you wondering. less of a man. Basically. Yeah. So, Even though Ford has a ginormous F-150 that's now electric. Cars have nothing to do with masculinity, femininity, 
um, pronouns. Your car is a car. It gets you from point A to point B, whether it's gas, electric, diesel, hydrogen, whatever is running on, that is the purpose of the car. 100%. But, you know, she has a problem with gay people, so. She has a, a problem with a lot of things, and I'm going to get into that. Um, but before we do that, breaking news, she's getting a divorce. Um, her husband, Perry Green, has filed for divorce. He calls the marriage irreparably broken and mm. says the couple had already been separated for some time. Um, they tied the knot in college and are splitting after 27 years of marriage and raising three kids. Those kids made some very funny faces in one of her speeches. <laughs> they just um, like poopy in that one speech. She didn't want to drink poop water. And her daughter's face, like, and her son just kept yawning, like, why am I here? And she, I feel you, son. The girl was hilarious. Her face was <laughs> priceless. So... Some more things that Marjorie has done. Um, she stalked a Parkland shooting survivor. Um, she kicked a young activist. I watched that video just to, to verify that she actually kicked somebody, and she did. She pretended that the girl had cut her off mm. because the girl was walking in front of her. But you could clearly see she did it twice. One time I could see maybe being an accident, right. but then looking at the video, you can see that she is basically kicking the back of this girl's heel. I don't know if it's trying to, she was trying to make her fall or, or whatnot, but it's on video. Um, so you can you search YouTube. I'm sure you can find it because I found it very easily. She also continued continues um, to basically give life to the big lie. She will go to her grave with but that one. All of this, and she has called for the media and the public to respect her privacy during this difficult time. Ma'am, I don't have any thoughts or any prayers for you. But she be she be so busy in everybody else's lives, like in everybody else's lives and everybody else's business, taking away the right to have an abortion, wanting to take away the rights of. Are members of the LGBTQ community from having their rights? Pretty much. Uh, people of color? All, the, all of the above. So during the, one of the first questions um, was about January's, uh, well, it wasn't really about January 6th, but it was kind of brought up. And um, Marcus Flowers didn't necessarily accuse her, but was like, you are one of the main people um, that had a hand in this, and you also continue to say that the 2020 election was stolen. Now, this is what Marjorie said. She said she was a victim of the riots <clears throat> of January 6th, like other members of Congress. She was a victim. That's what she said. She was a victim because she said it was only day four on the job for her. Oh, poor baby. She had been spewing them lies since right. before she got elected. Right, exactly. Um, when asked if Joe Biden, Joe Biden won the election, she, she said Joe Biden is the president, but also went on to say that her husband, who she is getting divorced from, had proof of fraud. Now, let me stop right here real quick. Donald Trump and his lawyers have been to court a many of a time 
um, to try to get the election overturned to prove that there was fraud during the 2020 election. And I will remind everyone that every single court case that they brought before a judge was thrown out because they had no evidence in the garbage whatsoever in fire. So you can get on Twitter, you can get on Facebook, you can get on wherever you want to get on and speak whatever lie you want to. But when you go into a court of law, you have to present proof. And yet they still have none. But she says that her husband has proof of fraud. I'm just very confused. Her husband don't want to talk to her no more. I'm sorry, what year is it? It's 2022. If he had evidence that there was fraud, don't you think they would have called him as a witness or something? Maybe. (laughs) When asked what she has accomplished since her time in Congress, she threw in a lot of excuses saying that it's hard to get anything passed in a Joe Biden-led dim control house where everybody votes with Nancy Pelosi. She loves to say Nancy Pelosi's name. I feel like she said it at least 50 times during this debate. And when that motherfucker's in charge, they over there voting right along party lines with corpse. Exactly. What's his name? Mitch McConnell. That corpse. <laughs> it looks like he's a dying skeleton up there. <laughs> I'm Mitch McCollum and I don't approve of this. So she says she's brought in grants that help um, the police departments in her district in Georgia. Um, but according to the moderator and according to Mr. Flowers, these grants were part of, um, a bill that was passed in the white house. So it, it wasn't like so it was she, part of the, um, wasn't it that road, whatever bill. I believe was. so. It wasn't like she went in there. It was like, Hey, let me try to get some money. If that's my she voted no for it. She voted no for a lot of things that would have helped the people in her district. One of the other questions that was brought up was um, apparently there's a a lot of DACA recipients living in that district. And uh, the moderate. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Isn't this a district that was rezoned? It it is a district that was rezoned. So it's it's going through a a lot of minority um, towns. And the people in that in the newly redrawn district don't want her to represent them because she doesn't. Right. But they extend, they rewrote the map to benefit her. Basically. Which has happened in Florida. Which has happened here. It's DeSantis, DeSantis has done the same thing. Yeah. So if these DACA recipients were to be sent back, this part of Georgia will lose 10% of his workforce. And so they asked her, like, how do you feel about that? What would you do about it? And she went on to say that these DACA recipients are basically illegal aliens and they shouldn't be here. And to that, she, once again, I am just dumbfounded at how these people can just be so ignorant and, and dumb to what is going on and they're supposed to be representing these people docu recipients are here because president obama um basically passed that well he tried and i believe we upheld it uh that these people could be here because they were bought here when they were kids like they 
there was no place for them to go back to. And if it's up to her, then she wants to send them back to wherever they came from because she believes they're illegal. To wrap this up, uh, towards the end of the debate, she got really into saying that the Democratic Party is the party of child abuse. Um, she wants to be the ones to protect children from mastectomies, castration, genital mutilation, and dangerous drugs, mm. such as puberty blockers. Now, all of that is just to say she doesn't want trans people to be trans people. Right. They use kids as a scapegoat because it's always about the kids. We Well, there's a lot of people who agree with that sentiment. There are a lot of people that agree with it, and I'm not saying that a five-year-old should be on puberty blockers or should be changing their sex. That doesn't make any sense to me. But at the same time, like, there, if, if a child is growing up in a loving household where their parents have accepted who their child is saying they are, then you leave that decision up to them. It's not your decision to make. It's not your life to live. That is all that we are trying to say. But Republicans are so fixated on pronouns. They're so fixated on trans people. They're so fixated on the gays. And they're so fixated on immigrants. Well, there are two things that, those are two things that the right really has a problem with. Yes. Whether, I don't know if we can use the term just MAGA Republicans here. It might be a larger population than just MAGA Republicans. And they know when they say protect your kids, a lot of them just hold on to that versus really dissecting what they mean by protecting the kids, which is, in this case, what she's saying with a direct hit at, at trans people. It is. And it, it's just a bigger... It gets to a bigger issue because now they're trying to pass a federal don't say gay bill. And basically what you're just trying to do is trying to take away the rights of gays. Y'all just, just say that. Isn't it funny that, well, it's not funny, but funny that they're the ones that say, leave it to the states, leave it to the states. Right. But they're the first ones that want to pass something at a federal level. Either now is Lindsey Graham with the abortion mm-hmm. ban. And now this possible don't say gay federal bill. And, and it's just being out of touch. Like, this whole thought process that a five-year-old is wanting to get their, you know, they identify with a different gender and all of a sudden want to have their, their operations done it is ridiculous to think that a five-year-old is saying that. Right. Maybe, maybe a 10, 11-year-old is starting to have those feelings or, or we know it can start much earlier in the development where they start having those feelings that they're different. They associate differently. But there is nobody going around chopping people's body parts or trying to turn them into a different sex because just because they're kids. Like, I don't get that sentiment at all. No one's doing that. No doctor is going to operate on a child that one hasn't even been through puberty yet. Yeah. My understanding is the operation process leading up to it is very lengthy. Right. It's not something that's done overnight. Right. And the way that these MAGA Republicans, maybe plus extra Republicans, and maybe even some Democrats out there, uh, and independents, uh, 
associate that with like, it's going to happen overnight. We're going to change the sex overnight, which is ridiculous. And again, we cannot be the, the country of the free if we're creating laws that are taking away somebody's identity and allowing them to live how they wish to live. Right. It's, it, they're just out of touch, like you said. It's, Completely out of touch. It's just, we have... They're fear-mongering. I used, to, I used to think it was, we have a bunch of older people in Washington, and they just don't understand. It's not the case but it's not the case. These these people that are running for office are in their thirties and forties, like and dumb as fuck. I mean, doors. real dumb. Anyway, let's continue on <laughs> to some more dumbness. So they started to talk about um, green energy and uh, oil reserves and all of that. <laughs> of course, Mister Flowers said that he is in. For, of course, green energy, finding new ways for us to use renewable energy. When she was asked the same question, she says she was in favor of funding fossil fuels and nuclear energy. She says, stop funding failing green energy. It's a waste. You only get 9% from wind power and 3% from solar power. Now, I did my own fact checking on this. And um, I would hate to tell her this, just like when she said she wouldn't use solar panels because she doesn't want to go to bed early <laughs> because she doesn't understand how that works. Solar panels don't only work when the sun is out. When the sun is out, they collect energy and they store their energy so that you can use it at nighttime. You dumb lady. Anyway. So according to the U.S. Energy Information Administration, the average U.S. home uses 893 kilowatt hours of electricity per month. Um, basically, a wind turbine, and this, is, this was recorded in 2020, can produce 843,000 kilowatt hours per month, enough for more than 940 average U.S. homes. To put it another way, the average wind turbine that came online in 2022 generates enough electricity in just 46 minutes to power an average U.S. home for one month. But, you know, they don't want to talk about green energy. They don't want to talk about um, electric vehicles. All of these things scare them because a lot of them get a lot of campaign dollars from the big oil companies. and. It's just, it's disheartening because we deal with climate change. We're dealing with a lot that's going on in this country. And Republicans just seem to want to take us back to the dark ages. If this was Game of Thrones, they would just be beheading everyone that didn't agree with them and sending dragons to burn down their towns. <sighs> I am over Miss Green. I really do hope she loses this election. Um, it may be a tough one for Mr. Flowers, but hopefully he can pull this off. Um, briefly, uh, another debate that happened here in Florida was between Val Demons and Marco Rubio. She is um, trying to get his seat. He has been a senator for quite some time at this point and continues to be very disappointing. Um, their debate was very lively. She showed a lot of heart 
and enthusiasm, why Mark are some very polished and typical politician talk. And he started to do Trump hand gestures and it got to be annoying. But I'm wishing Val Dennis the best of luck. Um, and I really hope that she can take his seat. Florida. I doubt it. I doubt it, but like we got to have some kind of hope. The <laughs> hope. That's what President Obama told her. Hope and change. And then it all fucked up when he left the White House. <laughs> he went straight to hell after he left the White House. All right, that's it for me. You going to do a little jingle now? I'm so exhausted from that whole segment. My God, got a whole fucking electricity knowledge and everything. I do need to make a correction. You were correct on question number one. It was the month of June. I didn't say June. Oh, you're still wrong. Okay, cool. <laughs> what? what are you? Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. It made me feel like it was wrong when I said February. It's June. Germany celebrates LGBTQ History Month in June. Now back to your regularly scheduled program. <laughs> Why? We're not on this pod to tell lies, so I wanted to correct myself immediately. But I feel like you said June the first time. Did I? Yeah. Oh, well, this will just be a funny part of the <laughs> podcast then. <laughs> anyway, thank you for that lively segment. Mm -hmm. Was there anything exciting out of the Florida debate besides it was lively? I mean, she got a few reads off on Marco. Um, he said that he ran again in, oh my God, when was Pulse? So after Post happened, he said that made him want to run again. He called Post a terrorist attack. And she basically... What the fuck has he done for the LGBTQ plus community? Is, to him, it's not about that. It was about the, the uh, guns. Okay. And, and okay, follow-up question. What the fuck have you done about guns, Mr. He Rizzo? passed a red flag law mm -hmm. or a bipartisan... He loved to use that... He passed bipartisan legislation. Well, if it was bipartisan, it means it did not cover much because the bipartisan legislation that's been coming out lately is very slim in any kind of action. Right. And so, so the district that, you know, Val Demings is in, Pulse is in that district. And so she was just like, what have you done for the people of Florida? To protect them from being shot at a concert, nightclub, grocery store. Like, she went down a list. I mean, there's been plenty of shootings after Pulse. And, like, he didn't really have a response other than he passed that red flag law. I haven't read the red flag, flag law. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it does much. I don't think it does much either. I think it just, I think it heightens background checks. He just kept bringing up the same thing. They just want to take away your guns. They want to get rid of the Second Amendment. And no one wants to take away your fucking guns. We just don't think that people should have fucking assault rifles. And that is the end of the story. I don't care who you are. No one needs an AR-15. You don't need a gun that shoots 50 bullets in five seconds. For what? There are know. other guns out here to protect your family. Don't you spoil your meat if you shoot it too much? Not if they're human, apparently. Well, I'm just talking. They say it's for hunting and shit. Ain't nobody out here with no AR-15 for hunting. Anyways, 
I mean, I'm okay with your gun, I, but I'm with you. Nobody needs assault rifles. You can keep your guns. Protect. You don't need a big-ass gun to protect your house. Anyway. Period. Dot. Amy. Oh, my. That helicopter just shook the whole house. Our studio. Sorry, not the house. The studio. <laughs> well, that's good. I, she's a fiery cracker, and I like her. A yeah. fiery cracker. I mean, we need somebody that has that passion. Speak up. Speak your mind. Because Rubio's like... Mm-hmm. He was giving me very much Trump energy on that stage, which... Is appalling because Trump did nothing but make fun of you and continues <laughs> to do nothing but make fun of you. But y'all still love this man for some reason. I, it couldn't be me. I couldn't do it. I don't know what the issue is. He called Cruz's wife ugly. Like I know. You've said this before on the pod. I'm just saying. <laughs> Let's move on to chicken sandwiches. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Enough politic talk. Uh, so everybody knows about the great wars of chicken sandwiches. Do they? Yeah. I remember when Popeye's came out, people was just buying that shit up. Uh, I feel like that happened so long ago. Yeah, it was It was like 2020, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember at the time where I was working, we would go. We would go at lunchtime. <laughs> it was terrible. We're all dressed up, sitting at a Popeye's. <laughs> just eating chicken sandwiches like... We've never had a chicken sandwich before. (laughs) (laughs) We're like, let's get extra sauce. (laughs) Anyways, so I like the Popeye's chicken sandwich. You really didn't like it. I've had it. I don't. I got it twice, Mm -hmm. maybe three times. I don't know. It wasn't mind blowing to me. No, for me, the Popeye's is good to me, but not from the Popeye's near us. More for like the Popeyes where <laughs> near my old job. In the hood. <laughs> I didn't say that. That's what you wanted to say. <laughs> I mean, they add a little extra sauce to Do it. They? Make a little bit extra spicy. Whatever. It was all right. It was nothing to write home about. My favorite is PDQ. Not everybody has a PDQ, but PDQ, people delivering quality. Yeah, that's weird. That's what it's called. <laughs> they have the best chicken sandwich in my in my spicy personal. chicken spicy, sandwich. Spicy, yes. Spicy chicken sandwich and spicy chicken nuggets. Yeah, they do have nuggets as well. Those nuggets will burn your mouth apart. Um PDQ and Chick-fil-A to me have the best spicy chicken sandwiches. Um most of the time these places say something spicy and it, you it's bite not. it and it's like Okay, I'm waiting for the spice. Where is it? And it doesn't happen. Recently, we had Panera because they just came out with one. And again, where's the spicy? Don't taste it. This is this is this is a review segment on the spicy chicken sandwich at Panera. (laughs) (laughs) They say it's a seasoned and seared chicken. Seasoned and seared chicken raised without antibiotics, spicy buffalo sauce, crispy pickle chips, and garlic aioli on a brioche roll. Yeah. So there's two types of spicy chicken sandwiches. There's the one where they actually put the spice in the batter 
and which is what it, PDQ and Chick Fil A, which do. is why what they do. And then there are the ones that use a sauce that either goes on the chicken or on the bread. Panera used one; it went on the bread, and they in the commercials is like dripping in I sauce. I got this thing, and it was like it was a dollop on the top piece of bread. I'm like, what is? I don't even this? think I had the crispy pickle chips. <laughs> <laughs> I. I I did have those on my. Maybe it was so small. It was again nothing to write home about to me. No, if you really like spicy and you're into spicy chicken stuff, our um, assessment is two thumbs down. Yeah, I also tried McDonald's spicy chicken sandwich, and that also was just. This is a chicken sandwich. That's all it was. And it wasn't that good either. You know who used to do really good chicken sandwiches that we loved? And that's where I got really fat. Um, (laughs) Because we had it like way too many times. Are you talking about Burger King? Yes. The Tender Crisp. Yeah. And see, that's one that was actually not breaded. It was seared or sauced. Sauced. (laughs) But the shit was spicy as hell. Yeah, they did a good job with the tender crisp. I think they bought the tender crisp back for a bit. I don't remember if they bought the spicy version along with it. I don't know if they still have it. That was it. a good Just sandwich. Saying. It was. And that's our very short segment on chicken sandwich. <laughs> I just want to tell everybody that I didn't like it. I was very upset because I did go in with the commercial expectation. Never expect what they put in a commercial. That's never I mean, the chicken itself get. was good. This sandwich was good. It was a good sandwich. It just wasn't a good yeah. spicy it's chicken sandwich. Yeah. By you calling it spicy, now I'm expecting. If that. I have to put my own hot sauce on it oh to make God, it hot, did. like, <laughs> what is the purpose? I was here? like drenching the chicken in. <laughs> I, can't. I paid more for a spicy and I didn't get no spice. <laughs> and then I had to use my own hot sauce to spice it up. Sad. Oh, Lord. Well. It is still October, and we are still celebrating spooky season. And we finally went to Sir Henry's haunted trail here in Plant City, Florida. Plant City, J. Plant, Plant City, J. Is that how that goes? There. <laughs> Did I make so, that up? No. So the song that you, they. <sighs> So Rack City Chick, Rack Rack City oh. Chick is a Tiger song. But a radio station here did a, a remix That's version where it was Plant me. City Chick, Plant Plant City. So yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> so we, we told you we were gonna go review it, let you know if you're here in Florida, if you ever wanted to visit, if you travel for Halloween events, you may wanna skip the mainstreams and visit local haunts. So we went on out to Sir Henry's Haunted Trail and finally had an opportunity to experience this haunt, which apparently has been open since 2014. Yes. I had not a clue. Neither did I. Like listening to their podcast has given me so much <laughs> insight. Like I feel like they need to push their um, podcast so everybody can learn about them. Yes. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so like all good haunts, they're located nowhere near where we live. Um, so we had to drive about 30 minutes from where we live. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, thankfully parking is free. Parking is free. That's our Henry's. Yes. Um, which is great. 
I love free parking. Uh, just like Screamageddon, they have general admission or front of the line tickets. We did front of the line this time. <laughs> um, and um, at first we didn't think we needed it, but as the night went on, it that place got packed. They do. They also do stagger entrance. Yeah, they do the staggered pulsing like Screamageddon. So that makes the lines a little bit longer, which people have definitely been complaining about. Yes. But I meant like staggered, like the time you show up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, my bad. My bad. Yeah, which was interesting that at one point it just felt like it was packed, even yeah. with the staggered time. The time turned like 30 minute increments. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so they only have three trails. Um, they have two escape rooms, one laser tag, and a couple of food venues. Um, the escape rooms and laser tags are extra, not included in your uh, ticket price. We're going to kind of review these backwards, I think, from the one how we went into the park with it. But I say we start with Final Cut. Okay. Do you remember Final Cut? I do. Um, first of all, let me say, like, the atmosphere, um, the layouts, their actors, all of that was very good. Like, from the time we walked through the gates, um, you just felt Halloween. Yeah. Um, there was a large, like, pumpkin patch where the lady was selling meat pies. <laughs> <laughs> Um, don't buy those there were a lot of people walking around scaring there was a chainsaw guy there was a guy carrying a dead body like there was a lot of uh interaction amongst. he loved running into you yeah the, he would walk the guy with the body would walk around and purpose I, I guess on purpose yeah it was definitely on purpose graces your body with the dead body yeah <laughs> it was kind of funny um so all of the the facades um, on the outside of the houses, trails um, were done very well. Like I was impressed with, even though there wasn't a lot, what they did have was very impressive. Right. And in the pod, you kind of <laughs> learn that it, it's pretty much, it's all pretty much homegrown by their team. There's not like universal buy, you know, contracts with these huge companies to produce their sets, do the artistic stuff. Um, so it's even more impressive that it's the local folks on their teams putting these things together and another thing on the atmosphere it just to me when i see sir henry's it feels like halloween and my vision of halloween as crazy as it sounds is like up north uh with the leaves falling crisp cool where air crisp cool oh my god i can't <laughs> crisp beautiful air <laughs> Um, <laughs> it was a long day <laughs> anyways um, I don't know it just embodies that feel of Halloween like it's outside it's like on a farmland there's like a little fire going it's just really really it, it just speaks Halloween to me yeah so final cut um, I remember this house it was themed very well i just wasn't exactly sure what the story was and i know you said they explained it in the podcast mm -hmm. which i haven't listened to yet um but as far as like scares i feel like this one was probably 
the lowest one on my mm. list. Um, one of the best parts of it, though, is you go through this like walk-in closet. And it's a really long walk-in closet. Yeah, at first I was like, what the fuck? And there's like clothes on either side of you, but there's also people in the closet like scaring you. Yeah. So that that was the first time I've ever seen someone like that in a house. Yeah, it was a really creative take on a way to to one, make you concerned because it's very tight and you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, and you don't see the end. And then it's another way to like have people scary. Yeah, that was very cool. Um, and I will say, like, this, they had a lot of people, and in, in this is all the houses. Well, there's only three, but <laughs> people that follow you. And mm-hmm. so when we got, when we finally got to the statue scene, mm-hmm. um, and she came to life, like, she followed us for quite some time. <laughs> she did. So we were almost, like, out of the house. Uh, but I mean, it was cool. There was there was a couple of of jump scares in there for me, but like it was probably like number three for me. I yeah, I I didn't get the scares I got from the previous two houses because this was actually the last one we did. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of based on a gosh, now I'm forgetting what it's based on, but it does follow like old school movie. There's, um, you know, there's a lot of black and whiteness in the house that yeah. was done purposely, uh, from what I heard on the podcast, uh, to kind of set that environmental scene for you. Uh, for me, yeah, it wasn't the scariest one of the three. There were some good scares, um, impressed by the scenery, um, the props, the settings, uh, the closet will definitely be <laughs> my nightmare in the house <laughs> because, uh, I don't know. So I don't think anybody touched me. I think it was just they moved some of the clothes and it grazed me. And I yeah. was like, oh, shit. Um, so, yeah, I would give it three screams. Um, yeah, I'll give it two and a half. Two and a half. Oh, it's kind of. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, but the outside was awesome. The, the built on the outside of that house. Yeah, the facade really of it cool. was really cool. I really liked it. Um, the next one is Rapture of the Deep. So Rapture of the Deep is underwater themed. Mm-hmm. Um, like you go through, and I don't know if there's like a, a nuclear attack or something, but there's like mutant half people, half fish, half coral <laughs> things in the house. Um, some very cool set pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was a guy that once we got to his section, literally followed us until the end of the house. He was behind me the whole time, chit chatting away, chattering. Sean was trying to push me out of the way, so he was trying to feed me to this, <laughs> to this creature. I was just like, deep. "Is this man ever going to go back to his post?" He did not. Um, There were a lot of cool animatronics in this one as well. There was a shark. There was a anglerfish, I think they're called. The fish with the little light on their head Mm -hmm. and the huge teeth. Oh, that's the thing that came down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like there was maybe an eel too. I don't know. They had a lot of giant animatronic props that did some good scare work. And then, like, I don't know if you call it a dock, but... 
maybe the boardwalk section. Yeah. That was kind of creepy because it's very confined. Yeah. They had a lot of lasers, a lot of smokes, creating like a water effect. Yeah. So this was, um, so you, you go inside of a building, but you also go outside some, some part of it. Yeah. That's another thing that's unique to this attraction is they include some outdoor pieces and Scream again into that too, but I felt like they did a better use of the outdoor spaces where it created more, uh, what's the word? It heightens atmosphere. your atmosphere, but it heightens your, your thought, your maybe anxiety level of like, if something going to jump out, uh, because it's so open spaced and, and you, you can't see anything. Yeah. So that first part that you're talking about was like towards the beginning of the trail. And then there is a section where you go outside and you're kind of going up steps to and you're kind of on a dock. And then there's this person with I don't know, it looked like a little a worm or something <laughs> trying to grab your feet. And then like the dock shakes. Well, it kind of tilts. It tilts. Like, yeah. Shit. <laughs> so that was surprising. And I don't know, just just going throughout this house, there were there were a good amount of scare actors. And like I said, the the one guy literally followed us until we got to the end of the house. It was crazy. Um, but this was this was a good one for me. Yeah, like even on that dock piece, I liked when the two pe- the other people we were with, they kind of got a little ahead of us, and then this Johnny, not Johnny Depp. Um, what was that? The 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 pirate on Pirates of the Caribbean with all the Davy Jones? Davy Jones, this Davy Jones looking thing, <laughs> like got in front of us and like started hitting the the arm of the ramp with his hammer, whatever the hell it was. And he wouldn't let us go through. I'm like, I'm just trying to go through. Please <laughs> let me go. <laughs> but it was a mixture of fun and also mixture of like scariness yeah so this one for me i give it i want to give it four i was gonna give it a four too yeah i give it a four give it a four it was good it had good scares it had good uh animatronics it had good scares that you wouldn't expect like that ramp kind of tilting plus the man trying to touch us with whatever that was. Uh, and then also having our friend uh, follow us. Yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> the guy from the rapture following us on the little bridge. Surely I thought he would have filed back after that. But no. Anyways. And then their final house is called Headless, kind of based on the, loosely based on Headless Horseman. This was my favorite. Not only from like, aesthetics on the outside inside they they really use the outdoor trail quite a bit in this one and that really created at least for me a a greater scare factor Uh, even though i don't think there was a lot of scares out there but just not knowing what was coming and you would hear sound effects uh the way they navigated this house throughout the, the property i thought was really well done like there's one where you kind of enter into an old village. That was pretty cool the way they did that and kind of lead you into different scares. Uh, is this where the bride was? A bride. 
or some lady that was standing outside and we're like, is that real? Is that not real? And then she didn't move until we were like pretty much out of that scene. And all of a sudden we hear somebody screaming behind us. I think so. There was a lot happening in this one. Um, I, I, I do remember going through a little town section. There was people there. We went through that church. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I did like the use of the outside space with the jack-o'-lanterns on the ground because it was very, it was like you were in the woods. It was foggy. Excuse me. It was foggy. Um, but the jack-o'-lanterns were probably like the only light minus like some some lighting that was further away so like it it made the atmosphere very spooky and creepy even though i don't think anything jumped out at that point Mm-mm, um until we got to like the church scene i think yeah but like it was just a cool way to lead you from inside to outside to a whole different scene and section that was coming right. up and all within it itself it's so open and dark and you just don't know what's coming out so you're just like you're scared on your own without even having somebody scare you because you're right. like, oh, when the hell is somebody going to come out? Right. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was their, the greatest house. I thought it was well done all around. Great scares. It was very busy. As you said, there was a lot of scare people. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of people in this house as well. Um, but it was good. Like, th- there were a lot of scenes where, you know, people were saying he's coming, he's coming. Um and there was like in the church the the guy had a pumpkin head like it it was good yeah i enjoyed this house um i was going to give this a 5 ow i just ran into my desk <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to give it a 4 and a half <laughs> oh, goodness, you are just such a what are you a kind of a critic a professional critic no i'm not i just <laughs> No, what I like. I, it was it was very good. Like I said, like the, the the facade for this one was also very cool, and the light up sign that they had for it. Like, I feel like they did a really good job with all of their facades. They yeah look really good. And a bonus part of this house is like when you're outside of it. Sometimes, and this is is just the general area in general. Um, a guy would come out on a horse. It would be the the headless horseman. Um, he would have an axe in his hand and no head and riding on a real live horse. Yeah. Um, and it would come out every so often and make around the, I want to say park. But it's yeah, park. The, the central area. Yeah, make his way around the central area. So I thought it was really cool. That was a, a nice touch. I don't know if it was on the pod or on their Instagram. Mm-hmm. I learned the horse is a rescue. That's cool. Yeah, I thought that was cool. So overall, the event was great. Um, The houses are good. It's a great weekend Halloween festivity to do. Cost effective. Worth the price in my mind. Um, And for me, it wasn't as scary as Screamageddon, but um, I didn't leave upset. Not at all. Like I, I agree. Like it wasn't as scary as Scream Again, but for what they put on, I thought they did a really great job. Yeah, and if anything, it, it's it, it allows you to maybe bring kids. kids that are a little bit younger, but not too young, right? Um, 
maybe it's a good introduction before going to a bigger event. Yeah. I mean, I've left Halloween Horror Nights upset a few years. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck, I didn't get scared. So this event got me scared at some point. So I think that's a win. It was it's, it was a fun Friday night. Like, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. I wish it was cooler like it is this weekend. Yeah, Last yeah. weekend was hot it here was. in Florida. <laughs> We're sweating. Um, but really great event. Really great use of space. Really enjoyed it. Uh, we did one of the escape rooms. It was pretty, it was interesting. We were a little confused when we went into the escape room, but yeah. for five bucks. Yeah, it was only five bucks. They also have laser tag. They have two escape rooms and, one and laser, tag. laser tag. And they have axe throwing too. Oh yeah, axe throwing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they had your typical like food trucky foods. And we didn't try any of the food, but relatively priced well from what we saw. Yeah. Well, and to close out spooky segment number five, we're going to briefly tell you our experience or thoughts on Halloween ends. Michael Myers is no more. Do we believe that? Well, according to this movie, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it yet, we're about to spoil this movie. Mm -hmm. Just... Had to put in that disclosure. Um, so, yes, it ends because they put his ass in a fucking car grinder. If he comes back from this, I don't know. This man is truly the boogeyman. <laughs> also, he's like eighty years old. I don't. I don't understand. Yeah, he was looking rough this, this, this time around. So this movie spent a lot of time developing a new character that yeah. we didn't. We haven't seen in the other two movies. Um, and I was wondering why. And yeah, like the whole time I'm like, where the fuck is Michael, is Michael Myers? Myers? Like we had to spend some time with Lori, her granddaughter. We know in the last one, um, her daughter and her granddaughter's mom uh, <laughs> was killed by Michael. Right. So now the granddaughter is living with Lori and you know, life seems to be good. It's been how many years? Four. I think it was four, four yeah. years since um since that night. And Michael hasn't been seen, and people are trying to get on with their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you see a little bit of the aftermath of those events with uh when she was leaving the grocery store, like that one lady that got attacked by Michael. Her sister was like, you did this. You provoked that man and blah, blah, blah. And I thought it was a little, it was a little much, girl, but sure. I know. Um, I was like, this is not needed. <laughs> so the guy that we got to know accidentally killed a kid in the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. because the kid locked him in the one, uh, room upstairs. And he got locked in a in a attic and by I the little boy. Yeah. I didn't think about this till later, but that was a lot of fucking stairs. It was like two. Hell, it was a mansion. Okay, I guess that makes sense. But like, it was like two floors of stairs. Was, this was a spoiled, entitled child. Yeah. Who their parents, his parents thought was an angel, but clearly was not an angel. Like I understand. Like he wanted to get out of the, the being locked in that room, and he kicked the door down, and the boy happened to be behind the door, and I guess the impact with which that he is kicked like that door perfect physics, yeah, for that kid to go over the the, the stair banister and onto the floor. Yeah, the way he hit that the banister is it looked like that broke his neck. Really, <laughs> I was just like this was a lot. 
it, it was a lot. Um, and then I was just like, oh, okay, this is an interesting, interesting way man. to open the movie. But I don't know. We we found out like after that happened, you know, he was kind of shunned by the town and treated differently. Because mm-hmm. he was a murderer. He killed the child. I mean, pretty much so. And then he they got manslaughter, I think. Yeah, I think so. Because he was out and working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he got manslaughter. Um so I mean, I don't want to go on too much about this movie, but long story short, like it was he, shit. He became the oh, outcast. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> he became the outcast. Uh there was a group of teenagers that picked on him or whatever, blah, blah, blah. He started dating Lori's granddaughter because she was misunderstood and she thought he was misunderstood. And so they started a romance and he got pushed off a bridge, with, which led him to find Michael Myers. He got pushed off the bridge by the kids that by the, bullying yeah. him. Which led him to, I guess, like this homeless camp. Um, and Michael Myers has been living in the sewers all these years. <laughs> I don't understand that part either, but whatever. They didn't even explain it to us. Like, they didn't. How did, like, I wish they would have spent more on Michael Myers if it was the end than developing a new character that spoiler got killed before michael myers yeah that the whole thing was very strange to the me. movie one screen like seriously <laughs> absolute garbage <laughs> like i thought this was gonna be the pinnacle of halloween end like you're telling me this is the end of michael myers right the man who has come back to life i don't know how many times we have burned him. We have shot him. We have cut him back to life. And here we've spent 75 minutes of a movie on developing this character. And then Michael Myers appears. They both tag team and kill people together for a little bit. And then it just it was like, oh, we ran out of money. We can't write anything else about this movie. So let's just kill the boy. And then we'll have a very gruesome death for Michael Myers. I don't know. I feel like I don't know if they wanted to portray like this is kind of what happened to Michael, like because he killed his sister in the original one, and this guy killed this little kid, and Michael saw something in him. And so then like he started, I don't know, teaching him. I was like, is he prepping him to become the next Michael? Is Michael going to take his made, body? That like, would have made more sense. Right. Like, if we were developing a continuation, that would have made sense that he was being groomed and then Michael Myers would die. Right. But nobody would know that this kid is now the new... Michael Myers. Because, yes, you are right. There was a scene when he got thrown over that bridge where he encountered Michael Myers. Michael Myers went to kill him. Yeah. The new character. I forgot his name. I think it's Ryan. I don't know. Okay. And when Michael Myers went to choke him, he, he like saw into his soul everything that the kid had done, gone through. And then like Michael Myers shared some of his. It was a weird moment. It was I guess it was profound for them both. I guess. And I guess I can see your point where like maybe they were through the new character showing you how Michael Myers got to what he was. Or Yeah, that's the kind of way I look at it. But it was I just poorly done. feel like. We could have did something else because it really didn't do it for me. And the whole reason Michael even shows up is because the kid stole his mask. Mm-hmm. 
And so Michael went to go get his mask back. And then we, we wind up at Lori's house. Michael was just happy living in his little underground cabin. It seemed that way. Also, he was very disheveled and, and crotchety and could barely move. Uh, he went. I mean, it seems like Michael Myers is still killing because the homeless man said nobody that goes in there comes, comes back out. out. Right. So that's another thing that was not explained in the movie. Like, what yeah. was he doing down there? I was like, how, what has he been eating? Like, rats? Like, I don't understand how he's still alive. First of all, we know this man is old. He's on an organic food diet. Okay, sure. <laughs> Last movie, like, he was burnt and he was badly, like, injured. So I'm just like, so it's been four years and you've just been living your life in this sewer hole? I don't, I don't get it. It was terrible. It was really bad. Like, I wish they would have focused more on Michael Myers and right. giving him the ending that he deserves in, in the legacy of these movies. Yeah. It was just a sour way to end it as we were building this trilogy. It, it, it sucks because I felt like, okay, we're going to see... I, what I was thinking was we were going to see Laurie and him finally have their final confrontation. Right. Which they did, but it wasn't... wasn't what I expected. It wasn't what I expected. Like, and then I felt like we were robbed, basically, yeah. of okay. having that great ending. Because once, once he did come back from the mask, he was like, oh, well, Laurie's here. I guess I'll try to kill her. And I was like, <laughs> what? This doesn't make any sense. It wasn't, it wasn't good. And I'm really sad that it wasn't good because I was really good, looking forward to it. One more thing. We spent all this it's time. Never one more time. We, we spent this whole time building this boy up only for him to fucking kill himself. Oh, that's true. And then himself. when Michael shows up to get his mask back, then he's like, oh no, I'm still alive. And then Michael's like, oh, no, you ain't. And then Michael kills him. <laughs> and I was like, well, that was a waste of fucking time. Yeah, he spent 75 minutes developing a character just to kill him. Then we have the usual trope. The granddaughter is mad at the grandma because I love him. And she's like, you can't be with him. And she's like, I'm going to be with him anyway. And then she's like, he's bad. And then she finally realized that he is bad. And she's like, oh, grandma, I love you. We're going to finish this tonight. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? It was fucking weird. <sighs> I mean... I guess it's over. Halloween ends. I mean, like I said, they put him in a trash compactor, car well, she compactor. She bled him out. She did bleed him out, but like they, we saw his body literally like disintegrate into blood pieces. Mm. I don't know. Maybe if he's myth- if they make another movie, if, he, I'm if he's mis- mis- what's the word mystical? Sure, mythical. <laughs> Maybe he'll come He's back. He's a demon. His pieces will come back together. I don't know. It was shit. If you want to watch it, go ahead and watch it. I was just underwhelmed. It wasn't even scary. It was just, it, I feel like we just, they just threw everything they had on the, the drawing board and then just tried to piece it together. And then it was like, fine, cool. Let's, let's shoot it. No, nah, I'm good. Like they should have just ended it in the last movie and left it there. <laughs> Anyways, guys, so that is our um, take here on the Halloween ends. And as you know, we always like to end on something that's keeping us going, something positive uh, that's been going on this week. So 
What about you, Mr. Mr. S? Um, this week, what has kept me going is... Me. What? Me. Sure. You. <laughs> you. You have kept me going this week. I don't really have anything for this week, to be honest with you. I guess the fact that I had therapy this week and I was able to talk some things out, get some things off my chest, um, get some clarification on things has been good. So I guess I'll say that. Mental health okay. is important, everyone. Mm-hmm. How about you? Uh, for me, hmm, today was the release of Christina Aguilera's 20th anniversary deluxe edition of Stripped. Oh. Do you want to get dirty? Get fired up in hurry. Want to get dirty? It's a Okay, anyway. This album to me in 2002 when it came out was everything to me. Lyrics, spoken lyrics. It's, just, it's a beautiful album. Just beautiful. Because you are beautiful. So this album it hasn't really been keeping, like, you know, it came out today, right? But maybe it'll take me into next week. There were some songs that I listened to today that I was like, oh, damn, yeah, that was a very empowering song. So good to see it back. She also refilmed her beautiful video uh, and brought it back up into context of today. Today and how social media um, is influencing uh, kids and are young and telling them they shouldn't be this. They should look like this, not like that. They should do this and not that. So it kind of follows the same premise of the first video, uh, but it makes a more concentrated effort to try to place it in today's world and a focus on mental health so very excited for her to re-release that um deluxe edition it's really only two new songs but okay uh but yeah happy 20th anniversary stripped and i'm very happy for this album probably gonna listen to it a couple times a lot of good songs on that album not just dirty Fighter's a great song. I love like that song. Anyway, so that's going to bring us to the end of this pod. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everybody. Inclusivity here. Next week is our Halloween episode. We have done little spooky segments. Next week, it's going to be a whole beautiful pod of just Halloween funness. It's Halloween. Halloween, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that brings us to the end of today. Okay. <laughs> this is episode 10. Once again, thank you again for following us on social, uh, listening, streaming, sharing uh, with your friends, colleagues, people you hate. MAGA Republicans, give them something to talk about. Um, but as always, we ask you to please follow us along on our social journey. Yes, you can follow us on Instagram at Moss underscore podcast. We're on the Twitters. It's Moss underscore podcast 22. And you can email us at Manny and Sean at gmail.com. M-A-N-N-Y 
A-N-D-S-H-A-W-N at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on your favorite pod listening device, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Stitcher Premium. We're on most of them, if not all of them at this point. And if you follow it, you're going to get alerts when our new episode drops every Sunday. Yes, and don't forget to write a review and rate us, which helps our pod grow. Yes, please. We can't emphasize that enough. <laughs> we still need a couple more on Spotify to actually have a visual, a visual uh, score. Right now, our scores are hidden because we don't have enough people mm, that yes. have reviewed us. So if you're on, listening on Spotify right now, why don't you just go ahead and get yeah. a little rating? Hit the little three dots. You know, rate it. Because if, if it's rated, it shows to more people. But anyways... <laughs> As always, we like to say here on the Moss Podcast, do something good for yourself. And then do something good for someone else. That brings us to the end of episode 10. Cheers, claps, applause. We did it. 10 episodes. And we've been on production now for two months. Yeah. So awesome. And definitely uh, get ready for a lot of Halloween fun on the next one. We're going to try to make it fun. Yeah, we love a fun pod. <laughs> yeah, less politics, Sean. Hey, the, our show covers everything. I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. Once again, y'all, thank you so much for the love and support. Um, making it to episode 10. I know it, it seems silly, but like that's a milestone for us. And we're proud of it. And we wouldn't be able to do it without guys so thank you thank you all we hope you'll come and keep listening to us but until next time i'm manny and i'm sean and we'll catch you on the next one bye i am a fighter i am a fighter i don't know any of the other words yes i do i do know them but i feel like i need to listen to the song so i can catch in with where the where the words are i can't just give you acapella okay I love that song, Fighter, Christina Aguilera. Go listen to it. Bye, y'all. Peace. Love. And grease. Air grease. Barbecue grease. Oh, my God, stop. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs)